So my good buddy Jim Bianco, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, comes out on CNBC and just makes this unbelievable prediction. We're going to get into it in just a moment. Before we do, Jim, if you're watching, I sincerely apologize for using that thumbnail. <laughs> I swear that was a pre-planned. I was just watching the video, interested in what you had to say. I pressed pause and sure enough, it froze right on that frame. So I said to myself, I love Jim, but I got to do it. I, I got to use this picture as the thumbnail. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Jim, mad respect. I love you, buddy. Uh, just having some fun with it. So anyway, let's get into what Jim was saying on CNBC, because as usual, he gives us some incredible insights. There we go. Marketed bonds is now in year four and shows no signs of slowing. Joining us this morning, Bialco Research President, Jim Bianco, Jim, it's great to have you. Um, I wonder if you think the data is going to play, uh, given at least what Jolt said today. Yeah, well, let's keep in mind, too, that J July data that uh, we just got, you know, a month ago was very strong. And that's why things like the Atlanta Fed GDP, we're talking about 6% GDP for the third quarter. Now we get the first set of August data and some, some lagging July data, you know, and I'm thinking more along the lines of, the consumer confidence number took a big dive and the jolts number took a dive and the market predictably gets excited about data that comes in well off of consensus and in this case it was weaker so we had some stronger data and now we have some weaker data right now but i think the trend in the economy is still stronger and i think that's going to keep pushing on inflation and that's going to keep the trend in interest rates up remember yeah so here is where i just have a different view than than jim if the yield curve was not inverted, I would totally agree. Uh, that would make sense to me. But I think you're just ignoring the elephant in the room. When when we talk about the economy doing well or the economy X, Y, Z, I think you always have, if that's your view, you know, fine, I completely respect that view. But I think it's always with the caveat, the economy is doing well, but we have to acknowledge the fact that the twos and tens are inverted by 100 basis points. We've got to acknowledge the fact that the three month is, or the 10 year is trading, you know, I have, what is it? A hundred plus basis points under Fed funds or the, the three month T-bill. So I think if you have a, a view that the economy is doing extremely well or well enough to create more and more of this consumer price inflation, uh, assuming that we don't have another supply shock or assuming that M2 money supply continues to decrease, uh, you've got to, I think, have a very good explanation as to why the yield curve is wrong, because it's not just slightly inverted. It's not just like the three month and the 10 year are the only uh, maturities that are inverted. It's the whole freaking thing. And, and, it, and it's massive, especially when you look at in percentage terms. So that that's what I always go back to, and I, I can't get over that. So I, I would just, I need, if you've got that view, I just need you to help me understand why the bond market is wrong. But let's keep going here. Remember the 10-year yields high for the whole cycle was yesterday. And the 10, uh, excuse me, the two-year yields high for the whole cycle was yep. yesterday. And the 10 years was last week. So we're not, you know, at anywhere off much off of the peaks that we've seen so far. Are you in the uh, Bill Gross fair value 10 year four and a half or the summers get used to four and three quarters kind of camp? I am. I am definitely. And for the reasons that they've cited that, uh, you know, that using Bill Gross as an example, he's talking about that 
Inflation might settle at three. That means that the fair value for the funds rate, neutral funds rate is three and a half to four. Okay, and here I completely agree with Jim or whoever he is uh, referencing there, I think Bill Gross, where if we could just, if we were frozen in time and all the metrics stayed the exact same as they are right now, then I agree. Yeah, the, 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 the 10-year probably trades at 45 to 5%. Uh, long term. That's if everyone's if everything stays the exact same as it is right now. But I think that's a stretch, don't you? I mean, <laughs> I, I just point to the elephant in the room. You've got a hundred basis point inversion, and you think that the, the the probability is high. And not only that, but it's been inverted for a year, and usually on average, it stays inverted for roughly eighteen months or so. And then, of course, the the front end drops, the stuff hits the fan. And that's when you get a recession or crisis or, you know, fill in the blank. Hey, guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. My point there is the yield curve isn't going to be inverted forever. So you've got one of two options. Either the front end goes down, the long end goes up. Um, But either of those would imply that the economy is much different than it is today. But to be clear, if the economy stayed the exact same, if we could just take a snapshot of the way it is right now, then I agree. Uh, The 10-year probably trades 4.55% over the long run. I don't see why the Fed would uh, drop rates. But there again, if they're not dropping rates, then how is the curve no longer inverted if that's your long-term projection? I just think that everything that we're seeing in the data is suggesting that things are going to change quite rapidly. And when the yield curve uninverts and goes back to normal, that puts the 10-year yield somewhere around 45 to 5%. We're at 420 right now, so we're well below that level. I okay, so here is is kind of where I'm scratching my head. And I don't know if I, I've done these, uh, not CNBC, but I've done Fox Business and I've done these, uh, these news outlets where, you know, the problem with these things is they give you kind of a list of questions. And then when you get on live and it's just kind of spur of the moment here, and you've got to make your answers super, super fast. And Jim's obviously a pro, you know, he's been doing this for a long time, but 95% of the time they ask you completely different questions. So the, the helper guy <laughs> will email you and say, oh yeah, we're going to talk about this, this, and this. You're, I don't really prepare, you know, but I just kind of at least glance over it, say, oh, okay, I, I kind of think through how I'd comment on each one of these topics. And then you get on and it's just something completely different. So Jim could have uh, misspoke right there, but 
because I don't see how the curve is no longer inverted, but yet the 10-year treasury is trading at 4.5%. So think about that for a moment. That would mean the Fed would have to drop rates in order for the curve to be no longer inverted because as you guys know, Fed funds right now is called 5.25% and uh, the 10-year at 4.5 would obviously be a lot lower. So I don't see an environment where the Fed drops rates to the point where the curve could steepen out by the front end coming down and coming down significantly. Now we're talking about the front end coming down by let's say 100 basis points. So I don't see a world where Jerome Powell drops rates by 100 basis points and the economy is still doing fine. Like maybe, uh, but I just think that's very, very low probability. I have a tough time kind of visualizing that world. I think that's where we're going to settle out. And I think what's important to understand about that is 3%, 3.5% is the new long-term inflation rate. The Fed, Jay Powell, always talks about long-term being 2%. It's now been three years, and we're still waiting. And they're saying maybe another two years to get to 2%. I'm thinking it might even be longer than two years, and we have to start thinking that maybe two is not the target anymore. It is three. We are in a higher inflationary environment. Yeah, so this I totally agree with. But again, it, it it ignores the curve. Like like if the curve was steep and it was just normally kind of had its uh, typical uh, uh, trajectory. I don't know if that's the right word, but if if it, it was uh, normally steep, I guess maybe that's a good way to describe it. I would completely agree that uh, you know the new normal is inflation running at three percent because I don't know how the Fed's going to get it any lower than that, doing what they're already doing. But the point is here that you can't just say that, oh, well, it's just going to be like this forever. And, you know, all these inflationary pressures that we have that will keep uh, the CPI above 2% are going to be with us just indefinitely and because of X, Y, and Z. And again, that may be true over the long run. But if you look at the next six months, you see how there could be a massive deflationary uh, crash or at least a, a disinflationary crash that could take the CPI down way under 2%. I mean, maybe under zero. We could see outright deflation like we saw in 2009. I believe it was Q1, Q3, or excuse me, uh, Q1 or Q2 of 2009, where we had outright deflation. Now, granted, it was just for one quarter, but prices did go down. It wasn't just disinflation. And I think that that's my base case. And it's not because I'm... You know, smart or educated or have some sort of insight. It's just that's what the yield curve is telling me. That's what interest rates are telling me. That's what the bond market is telling me. And they've got a pretty good track record. And so I've got to assume that they know more than I do. It kind of goes back to that video, that whiteboard I did, where I think the reason the curve is so, is such as high, um, I think the reason the inversion has such a high predictive ability is because these financial insiders get intel that we just don't have. And usually when they see a crisis coming, they're going to buy the long end of the curve based on that insider intel. And that's why the curve is almost always right. That's right, 95% of the time. All right, so an interesting take from Jim, and I want to be very, very clear. Uh, I'm not here saying, oh, Jim is wrong or anything like that. Uh, I've got a massive amount of respect for Jim. He's a great guy. He's 
way smarter than than I'll ever be. But I just when I was listening to that, I that just kept uh, ringing in the back of my mind. It's like, okay, this is true if we take this snapshot and it continues forward exactly like it is today. But that's not what these interest rates are telling us right now. So that's where I would uh, disagree short term um, or have a different view short term. But longer term, I completely agree. Where the 2020s, when we look back, just like the 1940s or the 1970s, is going to be an inflationary decade. Uh, it's just inflation never goes up in a straight line. It's a roller coaster ride. And I think we're on the, the downside of that roller coaster before we get the next upswing. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.